The following podcast contains foul language, terrible humor, and spoilers. You have been warned. And welcome to another episode of Snap, Crackle, and Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Ralph. I'm your host. Uh, no Josh today. That's okay. We got Alan and Liam. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, not too bad, my name. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, so, uh, this episode um, will be slightly shorter. Well, we don't know. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Very focused um, topic today. We're talking about the Resident Evil 2 board game. Now, you guys just recently acquired it. Yes, yes. Um, although it has been out for a few months now. Uh, yeah, I think it's sort of beginning of the year, I think it came out. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, this one's made by uh, Steamforged Steam Games. Steamforged, yeah. Uh, who is relatively uh, popular in making sort of like these miniatures yeah, uh, yeah. in regards to, amongst other things, I suppose. Um, one of the big things that they're quite popular now is... Um, uh, what they call that? Uh, making miniatures for a very popular D and D stream called Critical Role. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've made the the characters for um, all the 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 player characters that they've sort of like made uh, from the previous campaign and the second campaign. So yeah, back to uh, uh, Resident Evil Two. I mean, we played it just then. Yes, we had a quick little. Um, but beforehand. You said that you you played like yeah, um, six hours. So yeah, I acquired it for a um, birthday gift. Um, Ladies have a birthday, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, and we just so we went out, had some food, came back, and just played this for like six hours straight because it just grabs you and hooks you straight mm. in. Yeah. Um, played it with a family member as well. Um, she's probably listened to this as well, so she'll know who she is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she enjoyed it as well. She doesn't really get along with board games and things like that yeah. generally, so she really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's it is accessible but you've got to kind of stick at it a little bit mm. yeah. to try and figure out a lot of the the rules and things like that to it um like one of the cards um we kind of misinterpreted it slightly and we ended up kind of not following that in the first couple yeah. of campaigns it's like the difference oh, okay. of knowing the difference between a tile and a square yeah um, <laughs> yeah okay in this case so the game's made up of um a collection of different shaped Tiles, tiles that you piece together to make um, the like, area that yep. you're playing in. So the different tiles are different rooms. And then you've got doors that you put in in the right places, um, following the diagrams in the, the scenario, book. scenario book that it comes with. Um, it looks like it could be a complicated game with all the different pieces and different types of cards. But honestly, once you get through, once you've read the rules mm. and... You've played through the first scenario. You're pretty much in there. You know you could you could go through the whole thing then mm. almost without looking at the rule book. Mm. But I, it's useful to have it handy. Yeah, I'm telling you guys now. I played a basic uh, sort of scenario. It's like uh, the introduction one from the yeah, rules book. With, with you know with Alan Leanne, and it, to be honest, it it really captures you. Um, very easy to pick up, like uh, like Leanne said. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that would probably like have that nuance and replayability every time that you would play because it, yeah the way that situations arise are um are through sort of like a deck of cards that you would yes. you would turn at the end of you know at the end of like your turn the tension yeah. phase yeah yeah 
so um i mean let me let me just describe uh if i suppose what what i'm looking at here and i know this is a very like audio based media but like <laughs> have a look at it online if you can um but ultimately you know there's like uh tiles representing like corridors and hallways uh and rooms themselves and what uh, we what we could do as obviously Ralph describing it, <coughs> what we could do is each of us will probably be putting photos up of scenarios on our in, on our, our social media anyway. Yeah. So it might be worth checking out our social media. Obviously, tags at the end sort of follow us on those. You can sort of see exactly what we're talking about then yeah. in relation to this. Yeah. And and you know I'll, I'll post something on on our Instagram uh, Snapcrack on Pop Culture podcast and on the Instagram. Uh, basically, just kind of like how it all set up. Mind you, set up just to kind of showcase the different miniatures as well, which is one of the things that really pulls me into this because I mm. love miniatures. Um, it's one of the things in D&D that keeps me going. And they're <laughs> incredible. Sit, sitting and painting these things. Mm. Um, like it's taking everything in me not to just flip this table, take go away <laughs> with your miniatures and not, not come back. Um, it, it's really, really cool. And I, I got to hand it to Steamforge. Um, they've done really well with the the miniatures and the modeling. Um, they're uh, great representations of the, the creatures, of the zombies, mm. uh, the bosses that we have here. Um, the, the characters themselves mm. are... Um, uh, recognizable. Yes. Uh, ultimately, easily recognizable. Yes. Yes. If you're a big fan of the Resident Evil franchise, you, you can, you know, you know, uh, you know where Claire, who Claire is, you know who Leon is. Just, just from looking. I, I at just it. want to point out as well that the Resi Two board game is not based on the remake. It's based on the original. Original. Game. Yeah. So if you're looking at like a Leon and a Claire model and you're going, well, that looks nothing like these characters from yeah. the remake, it's because it's not based on those. It's based on the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the remake looks a lot more like anime. Yes. Yeah. 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 But you know, it's still good. Now, okay. Uh, it's one thing that you mentioned earlier when you were kind of. Uh, teaching me the game so to mm-hmm. speak that how um how nostalgic it still is because oh, yeah. you've played yeah. I, yes. you know you played the original resi i played resi 2 to death you know and you you played the the remake yes uh now you did say that the remake was um you know <coughs> off record uh you said that the remake was um nostalgic but had something new yeah it was something new it was familiar but different at the yes. same time. Yeah, because of the like sort of like that first person. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of elements that you recognize, yeah. like going into the, the police station for the first time and yeah. you see that statue yeah. and you've got the desk there and that's recognizable. But yet it's it a different view. Different. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's over the shoulder, not a fixed camera. Yeah. It looks different, but it's still that nostalgic kick. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still playing through the second I'm, I'm savoring playing through the second one. I've purposely not rushed it mm. on purpose. Cool. Not to just, just slam so you through can, it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like yeah. the first time you see Mr. X, the tyrant, where well, they call him the tyrant in this in the remake, it's Mr. X in the original. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so He's... similar to the original and it's just oh, it's so yeah. good. But then in the original he wouldn't follow you through doors. In this one, he does. So they've obviously upgraded it as well. Yes. But it's still that original, you can't kill him. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. There's there's a way to end it with Mr. X, but that doesn't come to later down yeah. the line. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So with the board game then, do you feel that you still have that sense of like, yes. wow, I've been yeah. here before? Um, I, 
I think it was the second sign. Let me just mm. flick through the scenario book quickly I a second. I think I know what you're talking about. There's one yeah. part we were setting up the scenario. Yeah, it's the second scenario where... So the, the first sort of scenario that's in the rule book is you going from the streets of Raccoon to the police department. So yep. you're trying to get through all these zombies and try and get to the police department of the safe haven. Obviously, if you played the game, you know Leon's just arrived in town. Claire's looking for her brother who's part what of stars. What a sucky first name, right, hey, Leon? Hey, mate, welcome to the police force. Undead, here you go, have fun. Um, and then you're trying to get there because you think it's going to be relatively safe. Obviously, yeah. that's not the case. Um, and then that leads you to the second scenario. Um, and by the way, all these can be played in a campaign, so you can go straight through, mm. and it tells the story from the beginning right to the end of that yeah. sort of third-stage Birkin boss fight. Yeah. And you can play them through as a complete scenario. You retain all the items and the health and all the stats and things like that. Um, with the second scenario, which is uh, 2A, it's the star's office. So you've got the two levels of the police um, department in this particular one, and you've got to get one of the keys to open the door to the star's office, and that's the objective. Obviously, going through the corridors, there's a liquor in there, which is in the exact same place that's in the game. As you're setting up the board, it looks so familiar to the corridors. And as, as Leanne and I were setting it up and looking at it and going, this is crazy, this, this is literally giving me flashbacks to the game. Because it's in that exact same pattern, mm. and it's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of care involved oh, in yeah. actually mm. like putting the yeah. game together, and it's not just like uh, you know <coughs> we'll make a zombie game, uh, you know, grab some uh, game mechanics, and then slap the Resi mm. label on it. No, yeah, like no. it feels like Resi too. It it almost feels like they've done this out of love. No, it's which a is love good. affair yeah. board game for people who haven't got. The, the either the, the ability or don't want to go back and play the original 2 mm. which I highly recommend you do by the way mm. if you haven't played Resi 2 do it or for people who want to share that experience they had with Resi 2 yeah. with a group of yeah. people because you can't play yeah. Resi no, 2 that's yeah. that's correct right. it's a single player game and this is like you're all in it together Yeah, and it's really good there are not <clears throat> a huge amount of really good cooperative board games mm. that well I know a few but this one is is excellent. Yeah. And you really do need to work together. Um, you can heal each other and all sorts. So it's really good. Yeah. I haven't played yeah. the Res Resi video games, but I've really enjoyed this. So. Mm -hmm. I'd say the play for six hours straight is... Yeah. It's not just for nostalgia. <laughs> it's a really good board game yeah. in its own mm. right, which is... It's, I think we were getting two separate things. I was getting more of a nostalgia kick and seeing these models and what I recognise. Yeah, yeah. I was Leanne. geeking out over the board game mechanics. Because mm. yeah. <laughs> she, she's a big board game. She's a more of a board game advocate than I am. She obviously... Ralph sort of will sit into our right. We can see that there's, the, there's an a absolute lot. ton of board games. Yeah. Yeah. Games. I haven't got <laughs> enough games. No. And we need more. And, and then wasn't helping when I was uh, reminding the pair here that uh, in our pr uh, uh, hopefully in a future episode uh, uh, we'll be talking about uh, the Aliens uh, yes. series and I mm. think this that'll be next week uh, yeah well it's coming up to Alien Day yeah so uh, April 26th Alien yeah. Day so you know um, I was I was I was telling them that there's a there's a board game that uh, <laughs> is loosely based on the alien franchise um i think unlicensed yeah i, I think ultimately I, from what i was told it was supposed to be an aliens game but the licensing fell through and so the Became people who, were inspired by then in that yeah sense. pretty much the, like and like the people the people who made the uh the board game was just like let's change up the art a little bit mm. uh and just call it mm. basically what it is 
um, escape from aliens from outer space. Mm. <laughs> as I was saying, the, the sincerest form of flattery is um, imitation. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, the, there's I suppose there's a few things in it that very much makes it feel uh, like an alien mm. aliens game. Is mm. the the humans escaping yeah. uh, from the aliens in an escape <laughs> pod? Uh, I was telling the pair that um, there's no pieces on on the mm. there's no board per se. Yeah. Um, there's no pieces on the table at all. Um, everyone's holding like, uh, basically like a book binder of pretty much it's kind of like a cross of wolf, uh, and like minesweeper. Right. Yeah. Mm. Basically where, uh, you know, depending on how many characters, uh, how many people are playing, uh, there's always like an extra amount of aliens other than people. So if there's three people, there's two aliens versus one person, uh, they actually don't know who the other people are. So even the aliens don't know who the aliens are. Um, you could figure it out mm. and then somehow collaborate, but then that would also mean that other people will know you're an alien yes. and then yeah. figure yeah. out your yeah. patterns. You know, yeah, of course. you have like a whiteboard marker and you'd actually be marking where people are across the map. <sighs> and so you could be writing exactly where people are, but then people will be throwing out fake um yeah. because there's cards where you can fake where your noises are and things like mm. that but mm. anyway uh it's have a look like at the it. last of us when you throw something to get yes. the clickers off you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's, it's it's a little bit like mm. that um so yeah i'll be wanting to pick that up to add it to my collection <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> thanks ralph yeah <laughs> ever-growing collection yeah <laughs> always here <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i like okay so uh let's have a quick rundown of what uh, a standard turn uh, might be. Um, Leanne, why don't you walk us through that then? Okay. So a standard turn would be um, the player will have four actions that they can take. So they can move, they can attack, they can open or close a door, and they can pick up an item or use an item. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can do, but you can only do four uh, Well, up things. to four. Up to four. Up to four. Um, so you might walk down a corridor, um, turn a corner and try and shoot a zombie. Um, you may or may not hit it. If you miss, it might walk towards you or try and attack you. It's like a reaction to your attacks. Yeah. Um, once you've done your four actions then, the zombies in the same room will react or in a connecting room. So they'll be moving towards you every time you've had your turn. Mm. Um, once that's done then, you pull a card from the tension deck, which may be... And all clear, which means everything's fine. Well, relatively so, fine. There are still zombies. Just just to sort of interject here, I've got two cards, um, or two potential cards that could be pulled. I've got an all clear card. Um, basically, the card looks green, and it states, the wind scratches across empty streets, loose detritus, the only movement in the merciful stillness. That effectively means nothing's going to happen. The next person in the, the chain of the, the, um, the game will have their turn. If you were to pull a particular one called Blood Curdling Howl, it states, Chilling howls cut through the air as undead hounds bound in pursuit, feral animals driven by rabid ferocity. And then it states to spawn two zombie dogs on the same character, uh, same tile as the active character on the closest biohazard symbol. So in effect, this spawns two extra enemies in the exact same room that you're in. So every Great. turn, there's a chance that something bad's going to happen. You get more yeah. enemies, and then you have to deal with them <clears throat> the next time. Which is always fun. Going back to the family member we were playing with on the 7th, um, they ended up hitting 
a card that stated spawn two zombies in the, on the same tile. They moved away uh, to get away from them a little bit and ended up spawning two dogs on the opposite end and they just got completely obliterated from really bad rolls on the dice. Um, that was an instant reset pretty much. I think yeah. we had like two action phrases each yeah. and we had to reset. When If one character <laughs> dies and the others have no way to get to them to heal them, you, you will lose. The game mm. is over. Yeah. If a character does die and you have a first aid spray, you can get to the character and help to revive them if it's possible. Yeah. yeah. So attacking and like evading attacks from zombies is all done by roll of the dice. So certain weapons might let you use more dice, you've got more chance to hit, but it's all based on luck. Mm-hmm. So I, as you were sort of like, uh, effectively like really narrating really well how, like a, uh, how a turn goes, the zombies themselves don't have a turn. No, no. it's just a reaction yeah. phase. Yeah, mm. so in, in a sense of like, this is me talking like a, uh, Dungeons and Dragons player. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of combat, there's always the other monster's turn to attack. Like they can move themselves and other yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. This takes away the the responsibility of potentially a, a GM yes. or, a, or a DM uh, from the game. So yeah. that the, mm-hmm. the the zombies are stationary until you until you enter a room. Yeah, until um, you enter a room. Yeah. Or, so if they are yeah. in a connected room, they will have a turn to move, but then it's only... So if you move them as close as you can based on their yeah. movement yeah. speed, so you don't have to like think about where they need to go and stuff so much. So and this good. is where strategy comes into it as mm-hmm. well. So if you've got a door open and you're standing in the doorway and you've got a liquor staring you down you pot shot a couple of shots and you miss for three turns, for example, yeah. you can shut the door on them and that means they can't move because yeah. you're not in the same or connected tile because that door has been closed. It's out of sight, out of mind. They can't see yeah. you behind the door. Yeah. They don't know you're there. you do get this nasty card which states to move the enemy closest to the uh, player to the other side of a door. And that just completely screws everything up so badly. <laughs> yeah, when they can go through doors, it yeah. causes problems. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. It's pretty harsh. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, like I was saying, so you've got pretty much all of the sort of like the situation scenarios. Yeah, so if we run through them, roughly, so... Roughly going from like the yeah. start of the game. So yeah, the streets the of, of Raccoon to the RPD, then you've got the star's office is scenario two. Scenario three is heading back to Marvin, who is one of the uh, detectives who is still alive in the game. If you play the game, you'll know who Marvin is. Um, obviously, he, he spoilers, he doesn't really make it in the game. becomes a zombie by the time you get back to him. Uh, scenario four, let's get the hell out of here, where you're trying to escape from the police station on back onto the street because it's total shit's hit the fan inside the police station. As it normally does. As it normally does, yeah. Um, scenario five is Escape from Raccoon Police Department. This is where we get the first sign of a boss in the G-Mutant, um, where you go into the sort of the basement, the sewer area. Yeah. And this, this, this disgusting sort of looking parasitic G-Virus monsters in there, and it's just going to tear you to pieces. Um, we've only done the first four so far. We haven't done number five yet. We yeah. don't know how bad or quite how that one works just yet. But the bosses have their own move cards. Oh, so you, yeah. So you've got a separate pile for boss actions, and it'll be like swipe or acid bile and stuff like this. And so, yeah. so it'll it'll be like yeah, card card based sort of turns. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. cards are like shuffle the it and GM. Then, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Random. Yeah. Once you've gotten past that one, six A is journey through the sewers. 
Um, so then you're sort of going towards, if you're familiar with the game, you're going towards the uh, laboratory area mm -hmm. and the construction sort of, of lift and stuff like that. Uh, season uh, season seven. Scenario seven is finding the vaccine. So this. How long in... is this game? Season seven. I know, right? <laughs> um, finding the vaccine. You're trying to sort of combat the G virus, trying to find the vaccine to stop the spread yeah. of it. And then the last scenario in this particular base unit is escaping the laboratory, where you meet the second boss, which is William Birkin in the third stage. Ooh. Again, haven't played that one yet. Reading through parts of the rules, there was a self-destruct sequence on the lab. If you burn through all the tension pile, game over. Yeah. Lab blows up. Yeah. There's now, also a card in there at some point called Countdown to Explosion. So yeah. I'm not sure what that does. Now, you were actually telling me before that uh, in certain scenarios, mm -hmm. not like uh, not unlike the, um, the, the last stage, the last scenario, that if you burn through the, the tension uh, card... You actually lose the game. Correct. Yeah, you do. Correct. So, you know, you were saying that it pretty much reflects like what you would be like in in, in the video game. So yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. the, the the save mm. the save files, the so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they are still in effect in yes. this game. Yeah. So you, you get, get ink ribbons yeah. in the community pool, and there's typewriters to use to be able to reset the deck, the the uh, tension deck. So that, we were yeah. we, when we were playing it the other day, we were. Um, checking how many cards were left mm, in the deck mm. to see when was a good time to save because you can only do it once because we only had one well, in particular sorry, there's only one tonight no. so it's like wait until there's only a few cards left and just pray that you can get to the typewriter in time yeah. to reset so that, the deck so it, you know there is that little bit of strategy that yeah. you'll be yeah. basically counting the tiles and actions yes, that you need yes, to yes. do yes. Yeah. So, so yeah I, you know it is very much still it feels like a resi game yes yeah, but yeah. because of the way that the mechanics work in the board game and like how there's tiles and and squares and and obviously the way that the save function goes mm -hmm. yeah it adds that different level to it it yes. adds that yeah. that extra sort of strategy that that extra level of thinking and yeah and it's not just i suppose it's not just your run-of-the-mill survivor horror because mm. you know you have ammo counters you have yeah. uh as well as other things you do have inventory, limited inventory slots yes, as well. So you've got that too. So uh, in, again, it's sort of like a <coughs> really good marriage of what a video game would be like if yeah, yeah. someone were to put it on paper. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and somebody actually doing it. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what Steamforged have done. And it's it's just again, it's nostalgia kick. Yeah, but it's something fresh and something new mm. because it's something I've not seen before from this particular entity, and it's great. Yeah. I love it. Anything resi, I'll get, I'll take my hands, you know, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll grab it. So would you recommend it then to people? Very much so. Yes. Very yeah. much so, yeah. yeah. So if, 100%. If, if somehow they can pick it up in the local game store. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know there is game. online and stores online. Yeah. Um, I think the retail's about 80 or 90. I don't remember mm -hmm. 100% what mm -hmm. the price was, but it's around that sort of ballpark. From what I can see, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, like in terms of, because there's, like I said, there's miniatures, and I'm a sucker for miniatures. The miniatures are pretty dang high quality. Now, okay, online, there's a people who slag off Steamforge games because their their miniatures aren't like, I don't know, uh, games workshop quality. Yeah. You know, they're not injected mold type things. Yeah, exactly. So these guys, you know, the, the, the miniatures themselves are quite, they're pre-made, they're already whole, Yes, you know, and... Granted, there's only so much that you can get detail out of 
like basically mm. like die cast yeah yeah plastic yeah, yeah. figurine yes, mini- yes. miniatures but for what they are they look amazing mm. like the way that so like when the light hits it you know the right bits are highlighted the right mm. bits are, are are shadowed there's enough detail in it that you can re- you know recognize mm. what they are um the uh, for the i suppose for the lack of the better word like the silhouette of the characters yeah. and the creatures are recognizable yeah um it's like obviously if you've got it supports up to four players mm. if you've got four players you're obviously following the other people and what yeah. they're doing on the board you're trying to also sort of form a strategy etc um you're not sort of looking at the board going right okay which one's my character is it this one no is it this one no you look at it and it's like oh yeah that's leon i can see which one leon is oh yeah i can see which one claire is i know exactly which character i'm playing mm-hmm. and it's instantly recognizable yeah and then you just got to look for the one who's yeah. not Leon and Claire. Yeah, yeah. And then that's yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the other guys. And that's the other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one, one mechanic we haven't covered yet is that on the... Um, we'll, we'll take a shot of this as well and stick it on the, the podcast social media. Um, one of the... Oh, well, some two onwards. You've got uh, different coloured squares, different coloured tiles yeah. on the board. Now, uh, yeah, I had a quick look through the scenarios. Now, yeah, t- tell me about that. Yeah. Um, so certain rooms will be either highlighted in yellow or in amber or in red on the in the book. So when you initially move into a room, when the first person goes into a room... So this class is undiscovered. Yeah, you check the book, see what colour it is, and then there's an encounter dice which has the numbers two to six and then an umbrella symbol. Mm-hmm. Each number represents a different kind of encounter. So you might get... Number six, which is empty, which means nothing happens, happy days, everything's fine. Or you might spawn a zombie um, or a corpse, which does something that we haven't got to yet. Um, I think that gets triggered with one of the tension cards, um, if I'm correct. So there's a chance to spawn different creatures, basically, and possibly other um, things happen. For example, if you roll a number two on an amber one... Then enemy attacks cause poison condition. Great. As well as uh, damage. So, yeah, <laughs> it adds that extra bit of uncertainty and randomness and tension to the game, which is really good. Um, on the back of the what Leandro said about poison condition, obviously, while well, you're poisoned, how does that work? In If you're familiar with the games at all, there's three types of herbs. There's red, there's green, and there's blue. Um, in this game, you get... Uh, uh, item um, t- item cards which you put on specific obviously parts of the scenario where they are you can collect items which range from the green herb to handgun bullets there's a shotgun there's a bowgun all different items and then you can use them and obviously get rid of poison you need a blue herb yeah. to get rid of that a yeah. green herb is a health and a red herb is an enhancement so you merge the red one with the green and I think you heal for three yes. tiles instead of one yes. if I remember correctly you only start with five health yes um, which is always fun if you get hit, you take one damage from a regular zombie, but different creatures I with different attacks. Looking do more. at the Birkin attacks, some of them have two or three damage. Yes. One of them is an insta kill. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. <laughs> it's called decapitation. Obviously, cut your head off. Yeah, yeah that's definitely insta kill. Definitely mm. In some cases, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, man. Like honestly, like it looks like a really, really fun game to play. Mm. I was. Saying uh, earlier, and you actually have done, <laughs> chucking some 
uh, Resi 2 soundtrack yeah, yeah. in the background. Bluetooth speaker, Resi just, soundtrack just on. Just playing through. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, and I suppose this is, again, this is just me, uh, someone who's just been playing D&D mm. uh, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of his time. Um, <laughs> um, it's very atmospheric. Yes. And it's especially if you get yourself into it, yeah, mm. you're like, oh man, it does drag you. What am in. I gonna do? It really yeah. does, you know. Mm. Um, and sure, you might be sitting in your in your kitchen in your <laughs> in your dining room, yeah, and playing this. But once you're in, you're in. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. you're in Raccoon City. You're in yeah. the Stars Department. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I I can't imagine like what it'd be like actually playing it with the ah, <laughs> oh, it's with, good with the music. We'll have so. to do it. We'll have to go through a full scenario yeah. at some point. Yeah, uh, a full campaign rather. And then go from there, and that'd be great, man. Got a few be... hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Um, sweet. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, so refresh our drinks, and then uh, we'll be right back. See ya. And we're back. Cool. Um, yeah. So just in the break, Alan was telling me uh, about the expansions. So mm. it's not just this, and obviously, I, I assume that Resident Evil's not just contained within. <laughs> the, the RPD, yeah. <laughs> the RPD, and mm, uh, mm. the sewers, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell us about some of the um, expansions um, that they've got. So, just as a sort of starting point with that, instead before focusing on the actual expansions themselves, mm. obviously the lot of the board is made of card. Yeah, card can get very flimsy when you're using a lot. Yeah, some of the wall pieces, and I'm sort of holding on up. Ralph can see it is very small. Could be very delicate. It's already started. Yeah. To, oh, there we go. Oh, exactly. God. Yeah. Yep. The first yeah. one did that as soon as we pulled out the thing. What? Obviously, it's card. It's card. It's yeah, bound yeah. to get a little bit thing. Um, there is 3D terrain and 3D doors you can get. Gosh. Which is pretty sick. So instead of putting the little cardboard doors and flipping them around, you put the door on there and you can actually open the doors. A little pin hinge in there. Great. It's phenomenal. You get little typewriters and little little corpses and ink ribbons and things like that. Um, you've also got then going back onto the more the sort of expansions. You've got the giant alligator. Again, anyone who's familiar with the game knows about that bastard in the sewers. What a prick. Um, that's one expansion. So you get the model of the giant alligator, which I'm assuming is probably going to be about, what, four inches, five inches long? Um, pretty hefty. You get new board pieces and a whole new scenario with that one. Man. You get murder from above, which is the giant moths. They're another little bastard. Um, no board pieces with that one per se, but you do get five models and you get, obviously, the new expansion sheet with the, the extra cards for mm -hmm, that one. Mm -hmm. There's Malformations of G Core, um, which is basically William Birkin throughout the stage of the video game goes through many different incarnations as the, the virus takes hold and just mutates him. Yep. That's one of the latter ones. So in after the, the one you get in the base core is uh, stage three. That one, I believe, is stage four. You get a, a really big, chunky tile yep. with that one, Balls. a bunch of extra cards, yeah. two models. Uh, one looks like the phase four, one looks like it might be phase two. A um, bit difficult to tell from this little screenshot I've got up. Um, the next one is Malformation of GB Files, and that's the final version of Birkin that you see. If anyone's familiar with the, the end train sequence when it doesn't move, yep. and you go back into that last train car, and you've just got this mass of flesh and bone and teeth, it's that. And so I'm going to show Ralph what that sort of looks like. Oh, it's, gross. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty hideous. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. You're trapped in the train car. You can't go any. You have to kill it or it's yeah. game over. Yeah. Um, so that comes with two models again oh with a bunch of um, extra cards and whatever that boss does. It's just a blob. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Great. Exactly. Um, you can get extra monsters. So if you need additional dogs or liquors, there is Monster mm -hmm. Box 2 that does that. 
Um, there's the fourth Survivor expansion. Anyone who's played through both scenarios, if I remember correctly, Resi 2, knows about Tofu and Hunk, which then is the yeah. uh, like the speedrun of the yeah. game. It's like a survival speedrun type thing. Um, Hunk is obviously like an umbrella, um, like SWAT team member, I guess, the closest thing I think of the top mm-hmm. of my head. He's all armoured, head to foot. You see a lot of them in the games. Um, dead corpses. Uh, dead corpses? Of course, is a dead corpse. A corpse is dead. Um, but then you get to play as Hunk, sort of trying to escape from, from parts of the game. And then Tofu is a giant piece of tofu with a knife. Little bit weird, but hey ho, it's Resi, right? So, um, tofu man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just Capcom doing Capcom things. Yeah. Like, what were they smoking when they come up with that shit, right? Yeah. Um, so you get those two characters as models, and you get more board pieces, and you get more cards, and obviously more uh, scenarios for that one. You've then also got more additional monster boxes with ivies and spiders. Man. So you do get extra ones of those. Um, one I'm probably not going to bother with is the retro expansion. Okay. So... As, as Ralph has seen some of the cards here, they look quite modern, quite uh, this fresh printing. With the retro one, it looks exactly like it does in the game. It's very... Okay. Not pixelated, but it's not as high-res as yeah, what you've yeah, got the cards here. And it, it's, it's quite a nice little sort of touch to it. Um, yeah. But it's not really essential, I don't think. No. no if you really I mean, want it's... to go full-on nostalgia, then that's fine. Yeah, it's, it's definitely just something that, like... You could add on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't change the game, it just changes how it looks. changes how it looks. Man, like all those expansions, I'm looking there and yeah, just like, 20 pounds, 40 pounds, 20, oh my goodness. And I think the one that sort of stands out as well. As high as you, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like There is one, I think it's the survival horror expansion, actually adds a new mode in the game. Okay. PvP. Oh. PvP mode. And I believe that's just get that the one with Mr. X. I believe. Just have him just like corral um, everyone. Oh, <laughs> mate. That guy. That guy in the remake. Even in the original, he's, he's just terrifying. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to get. It is a bit of a deep rabbit hole, but it is so worth it. Uh, oh, my, my mistake. The B Files expansion is Mr. X. Just showing Ralph there he is. is the first one on yeah. the left. Yeah. Mr. X. Boy, son of a bitch. <laughs> that guy. It's so imposing as well. He's oh, it is. Huge. It is. It is. It's absolutely massive. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised that he fits in all of the. Do- he's, I think. No, he's... you know what? No wonder in the first, the first Resi two, he can't fit in doors. Yeah. He's yeah, just like, yeah. Whoops. I think he's he's generally about seven, between seven and seven and a half foot tall, yeah. something to that effect. Wow. Yeah. And he's just square lump of a guy in this massive Mo- trench I mean, coat. Most ceilings don't accommodate for that height. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah, uh, cool. I, yeah, I highly rate it. I think, like, just from the gameplay that uh, the play that I, I just did, um, which was like, like, lasted like what, fifteen, um, half an hour, maybe, half hour, yeah, yeah. half hour. And that's it, the basic sort of stuff. It's relatively scenario. quick, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, as soon as you finish a, you know, a scenario, you can just start the next one. Yeah, we found yeah. that the, probably one of the longest things is setting up the scenario, yeah. just getting all the pieces in the right place. Yep. Yeah. But once that's done, you get moving and it, you just get drawn straight in. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. just yeah. talks you in and that's it, off you go. Mm. Um, cool. I, I suppose within the the topic of board games, mm-hmm. um, real quick, uh, what are some of the, I suppose, some of your favorite board games growing up? Mm. <laughs> growing up? Yeah. Um, oh, what did I play growing up? I like simple games, like, I don't know, Cop It is like a really old yeah. game. Um, 
where you're it's a bit like just a standard game where you move around spaces and you have to land on other players to capture them and then take them back to your yeah. your yeah. home. So, <laughs> simple things uh, like that. Kidnapping, <laughs> kidnapping, yes. Yeah. Um, there are things like kidnapping. that. Kidnapping. I played quite a board game or taking people exactly. away from homes. It's played cop. It's called Coppet. <laughs> I think it's meant to be like um, police capturing criminals. I don't okay. Sure. Okay. Like sure. bounty hunter. I assume for the like little cones. Like Hulk Hogan. Always used to play that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's more in my adult years. I've got more into collecting board games. Yeah. Um, I love Flux. Which is flux is great. It's just insane. Mm. It has the simplest rules, but it can get really complicated. Of course, it, the, you because... just draw one and play one. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you get other cards that completely change everything, and the rules keep changing, and the win goal keeps changing. Yep. Um, and that's fun. Um, one of my favorite games is called Betrayal at the House on the Hill. I've been wanting to play that. It's so good. It is. It's semi-cooperative. Yes. So um, you're all working together until a certain thing happens in the game. Yeah. And then one person becomes the traitor, and they have to leave the room. And like you get a scenario it's book like a that tells fizzler. you mm. what your goal is, and then the players will have a book that says what their goal is. Come back in, and then you're playing against the other players. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really good. And there are like three expansions now, which I need to get. Um, so many fun times, but those are like my top <laughs> funding the habit. Fun yeah, times. yeah. Um, so this many. is going to be expensive yeah. to, to fund. Yeah. So uh, what about you, Alan? I, I'll be honest. I never really played many board games yeah. growing up. That's the thing. Um, I always, I'm, I'm a big, big. Anyone who's listened to the podcast for a little while will know I'm a massive mark for Lord of the Rings. Um, so I always had the sort of the monopoly Lord of the Rings and True Pursuit Lord of the Rings. Played those, but nothing really sort of ventured outside of that yeah. until I met this one sitting here Yay. on my right, Leanne. Um, she's sort of been educating me on board games. Um, one we always play when your family's on Dixit, mm -hmm. which is quite an interesting one. Um, Excuse me, what? Dixit. D-I-X-I-T. Yeah, yeah. Put your dirty mind away, people. Uh, uh, do you want to explain Dixit? Yeah, um, it's sort of a almost storytelling sort of game in a way. Um, you have a lot of cards which all they have on them is a picture of a scene or an object or just like a pretty picture. The, the really nice artwork as well. Yeah, really nice artwork. Mm. So when it's your turn to lead it, you basically have to think of a phrase or a word that describes your card. And then <laughs> everyone else has to pick a card that they've got that matches that phrase. Mm -hmm. Or what they think matches that phrase. Yeah. And then you have to decide which one was the original card put down. And you vote and you get points based on how if people pick your card, etc. Okay. It's quite fun. And yeah. It's, cool. yeah. it's quite simple because my, mm. my dad is not a board game sort of person. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like them a lot, but he loves that one. Yeah. Because it's, you don't have to strategize much. It's not, and, you don't have to overthink it really. Yeah. Yes. Like with Resi, with Monopoly, there's a lot of rules to it. This is simple, mm. very simple. Mm -hmm. When you, it, it sounds complicated when you when I first played it, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. But then I saw like your dad and your mother and your brother playing, and I was like, got it. Really easy it. to pick up mm. and fun to play. That's great. And you got the little and, rabbit models. Yeah, it? the models that you put on. It's like you've got a score track to keep track of your That's score, cool. and they're all little rabbits, and it's cute. <laughs> um, another one that Leanne's got me into as well. I'm playing is uh, Sp uh, Spell Wars. 
Yes. Yes, I saw Epic that. Epic Spell Wars. Mm. That's always great Ooh, fun. That's great. And I think uh, not not a kid friendly game oh, by any no. means. Um, how many of us played that last time? Was I think there were six, six of us, of us and yeah. I annihilated them. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Building spells with cards that do damage to people, and <laughs> it's really fun. And like when you die, it's not over. The game is not over when you lose. Yeah. Um, it's really like good. dead wizard cards and all this kind of. It's, it's, it's there's another fun. two expansions yeah. of that. I need we could to probably do well. a whole episode just based on Epic Spell Wars. To be fair, <laughs> so just reading all the cards is hilarious. Yeah. they're really fun, fun cards. Um, aside from that, obviously Resi Two and the one I bought for this was Judge Dread: The Cursed Earth. Oh yeah. Um, that is incredibly difficult. Solid. Incredibly difficult. We had to like adapt the rules a bit so that we could win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we might have to get you in on this one somewhere because okay. it's okay. it's again it's quite simple. Yeah. It's a co-op but game. So hard, very hard. Okay. But really good, man. Really good. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. For I mean, for me, like, there's been an absolute amazing <coughs> renaissance of board games. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's been yeah. In the last. Great. Decade, maybe yeah. or two. Yeah. I no, I'd probably say decade. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very much mm. self confined in, mm. in these last few, te- uh, this last ten years. Especially I think. with the sort of the internet that sort of helps yes. with Kickstarters oh goodness, and yeah. funds and yeah. things yeah. like that. I mean, that's how the Resi Two started. So, it was a Kickstarter. Like, I mean, okay. Uh, have you seen like How I Met Your Mother? No. Yes. No. Okay. So, one of the characters, Lily, her father makes yeah. board games. Okay. Okay. And he's always seen as sort of this like. Flip floppy, yeah, sham, washed up sham <laughs> of a man, oh, right, but right. it's just like he makes board games for a living, <laughs> you know. And it's that weird sort of <laughs> like look into how popular culture defines what board games are. When people mm-hmm. say board games, they think of oh, it's Monopoly, oh, mm. it's like uh, Risk it's to the some big degree, box, like the Hasbro yeah, stuff, the yeah, Hasbro yeah. stuff, you know, mm. or it's like stupid kid stuff, like. Like hungry, 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 hungry hippos. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I'll be fair. I'm guilty of thinking that until I met Leanna. Flippin', she, by the way, flipping love hungry, hungry hippos. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, right? Um, like Jenga. I mm. love Mousetrap. Mm. Mousetrap. Oh, Mousetrap. Mousetrap is probably one of the like the best sort of like like really novelty board mm. games that's out there. But um, personally, for me, I I really like. Uh, I suppose it's not really a board game. It's more of a card game. Mm. Tabletop games. Tabletop yeah. games, yeah. yeah. Like, Cards Against Humanity yeah. is yeah. always a classic. Yeah. I so love good. cards, mm. especially depending on who you play it with. Now That can get pretty dark pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Not course. for kids. Not of for course. Kids. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there's sometimes where I play cards and I, I'm, I'm getting wins, I'm getting laughs, but then I play with other people I'm getting so frustrated because none of my cards are getting picked, uh, and I'm and I'm thinking that yeah. they're absolute gold, but they're not, and they're falling flat. I'm like, why? <laughs> um, uh, I played Munchkin a yeah. few times. Munchkin's great. It's like D and D light. Okay. Yeah. Um, I so find it really difficult because there's a lot of backstabbing. Yes, very um, much so. But you're not like against each other, but then you are, and yep. then you're meant to be helping each other. But and... then you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it is that there, there are times when I, I I play some board games like man, can we just like work together and get along, guys? Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but it is good. Mm. Make a cake full of rainbows and smiles. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think the most recent board game. Oh, I suppose tabletop game, not including D&D, that I've really, really liked, is Secret Hitler. 
Ooh, right? Okay. So it's made by the same guys who made Cards Against Humanity, right. from what I can remember. Right. Um, but basically, <coughs> it's very much like Wolf, mm-hmm. where you're all sort of like secret um, roles, so to speak. You can, you can be um, a liberal <laughs> or a fascist, right? <laughs> right, okay. And at least one of the fascists is Hitler. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, before, when, before it got uh, an official release, uh, you can just get printouts for it. Kind of like mm-hmm. cards, cards did. Right. So yeah. if you want to download a free copy of Secret Hitler, you can online, mm-hmm. and it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everyone has to um, uh, vote for a chancellor and a secretary, or who, who, who was underneath that, mm. right? The chancellor then makes rules, uh, and then uh, every turn you have to... Uh, basically kill somebody <laughs> uh, and they have to vote who. Right, okay. Right. So as Hitler, you have to be like, I'm not Hitler. What yeah. are you talking about? Like, he's Hitler. He's yeah. he's the one with all the fascist things. Yeah. He's the one that like... Um, so you like draw cards and you have to go to your secretary or, or whatever mm. um, and there'll be like three, three cards that you get. They're either fascist uh, bills or a... Uh, uh, Liberal bill, right? And so you have to give somebody to choose your the, your, um, your secretary. Obviously, then you they'll be forced to be like, "Am I gonna put down a fascist bill or a liberal bill?" Mm. Um, uh, and then obviously, um, win state is if the liberals um, put out like five or seven bills, they win, right? Or if they kill Hitler, mm. right? Uh, the the fascist uh, they put down bills. Every uh, bit of um, bill they enact, like a uh, rule or whatever, the law, um, they unlock certain things. Like hmm. the chancellor gets to assassinate somebody <laughs> free of charge. Mm-hmm. Like as in like extrajudicial killing. And then the next right. one is like um, one character has to um, openly declare their alliance, uh, their right. sort of whether they're liberal or, oh, or a right, thing. Right, right. Um, and, and and so on, where it gets to the point where um, if uh, after like three or four bills or something, if the Hitler <coughs> character gets to be chancellor, they win straight up as, as for history, as, yeah. as history is untold. Yeah. So you get to the point where everyone's accusing everyone of being <laughs> Hitler. They're like, oh. you're Hitler. You're the one that's been doing this. Oh, you're pulling oh everything God. in the strings. And it's it's this weird sort of like, you're accusing your friends, but you're, obviously you're not. You're really not telling them that yeah, you're actually yeah. Hitler. But there's this conniving <laughs> sort of yeah. bit. In the, it's, that sounds great. It's great. Mm, that um, sounds really good. Mm. As a footnote, if all of my friends are, are, uh, are listening... Stop accusing me of Hitler every time, every time. Like eighty percent of the time that I play, I'm liberal, and I always get accused. I, say, I always get killed first. I don't know why. It's the black hair, dude. It's the side sweat there, and the and the slow forming yeah, toothbrush. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> photos online, man. That's not me. Um, Cool. I, on that note, we'll uh, we'll end our episode there. Thank you for listening, guys. It's, it's always a pleasure to um, make these episodes as much as 
hopefully you like listening to them. Yeah, hopefully you have as much fun listening to them as we have enjoy making them. Yeah. Yes. Um, we highly recommend uh, picking up or checking out any of the board games or card games, t- the tabletop games that we mm-hmm. mentioned today. Mm-hmm. Um, go visit to your local um, uh, game shop. Mm. Yes. You know? Swansea Gamers Emporium yes. on the high street. They're I mean, really nice guys. In the- they are. Yeah. They are. I've been in there a handful of times yeah. with Leanne and they sound yeah. every time. Shout out to Simon and the crew over there. They recently just opened the Camarthen store. Now, oh, it's open now. At, at this point, I think they're, they're, they've been open for a good couple of weeks now. Mm. So... Um, if you're by the Camarthen um, side of town, um, go say hi to them. Tell them that cool. Snap, Crackle, and Pop Culture podcast sent you. Yeah. Um, you but, won't get a discount. <laughs> no, but <laughs> at least they know. Yeah. We're working on it, right? And hopefully we'll get some sponsors. <laughs> um, but, like, if you're in Swansea, tell them, you know, uh, tell them, you know, Ralph from Snap, Crackle, and Pop Culture says hi. Um, uh, but, yeah, go... Like, wherever you are, go find your local game shop. Uh, they definitely have some game nights there. They'll probably have some demos for uh, some yeah. of the games that you might have uh, heard from us here. Give it a red hot go. Like we said, there's a renaissance of um, yeah. board games out recently, and some of these some of these are cracking. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. What, some, mm. some are better than the video games. Just, I don't yeah, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to the Steamforged Horizon one. Yes. That could be really good. <sighs> My wallet screams oh, out yeah, in agony. Yeah. Um, so uh, look us up on a social, um, yeah. Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, and... Um, Instagram? Instagram. <laughs> totally forgot. Wow. Snap, Crackle, and Pop Culture. I mean, it's getting late, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just done. Um, <laughs> Snap, Crackle, and Pop Culture Podcast. S-C-A-P-C. That's kind of like our abbreviation. Um, you can uh, look me up on Twitter, sellme89. Alan's at... At Hellblazer on Instagram and Twitter. That's H-E-L-L-B-L-A-Y-Z-E-R. And Leanne? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Raggles. That's M-R underscore R-A-G-L-E-S. Lovely. Thank you guys for listening. Keep uh, an eye on those social media channels for pictures yes, of the game. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and put some stuff out as, as the weeks roll on. Um, but thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Ta-da. Bye. Ta-da. Bye. 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 B